Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, September 23rd. 2020. Thank you so much for joining us today. And we do have a show today on Wednesday, unlike last week when we had some last minute adjustments that had to be made. Uh, Bill Barnes is here for you guys on his weekly Wednesday weigh in appearance. Uh, last week, he got called away as we recorded on Tuesday. Uh, that's just how the uh, cookie crumbles sometimes. And uh, unfortunately, Bill's services were needed. Uh, for his uh, security work, so he had to go, but we did manage to get a show out on Wednesday, or I should say on Saturday, that we still consider to be the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. It was a few days late. If you have not had a chance to uh, see that, because we don't usually do episodes on Saturdays, uh, then then by all means, check it out. Uh, it was a pretty good episode, uh, rather long, and you know how the, these are with Bill. They, they generally are a little longer than some of the other ones. That's just again how it goes. Once we kind of start talking about uh, all of, of all, all of our subject matter, uh, we kind of get into it. So uh, anyway, Bill Barnes is, it will be here today. Uh, it's Tuesday, but this episode is out on Wednesday for his weekly Wednesday weigh-in appearance. So looking forward to getting back on schedule with Bill Barnes. We got a lot to talk about. We actually have a package to open together. Uh, a guest, a listener, I should say sent us a care package, a, a K-A-R-E package, a care package, no pun intended, or a little bit maybe. And uh, we're going to open that and get Bill's thoughts on that, as well as a few questions from some listeners uh, over some subject matter. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we did an episode really with a ton of questions. Uh, and Bill loves the questions. I love the questions. It really stimulates some conversation. So uh, keep those questions coming. Again, if you get them to us by Tuesdays at noon, I sh- I'm usually able to get those to Bill Barnes. Uh, we have a few more ahead today and uh, looking forward to chatting with Bill once again. Well, guys, a couple things on my mind today is that, you know, you guys remember when you were kids and your parents would tell you something and I think most of us would say, well, why? How come? I don't understand. And at a certain age, you're very much like, your parents can just tell you, because I said so, because I'm your parent. Uh, similarly, when you're in playing sports, similarly to in the classroom when your teachers tell you things. Okay, so early on, yeah, okay, authority, it's it's good to learn that uh, you kind of do what you're told. And then later on in life, as you kind of develop, I think partially because you get a little bit of an attitude when you become a teenager, uh, you... You want to know why? No, no, no. That's not good enough. It's not good enough to just tell me why. Or because I said so. I want to know why, I should say. So the old adage, uh, because I said so, uh, 
that doesn't fly as much. You kind of, you're a little more curious, right? And, uh, and so you maybe get some more explanations uh, as you move through life. Well, I feel like right now we're kind of as a country becoming like teenagers and also graduating high school and wanting more answers. When this lockdown started, you know, we were told, uh, you know what, why, why, why do we have to stay inside? Why do we have to not go to work? Why do we have to do those things? And basically the answer was because I said so. And we could accept that for a short amount of time. I know, I know it's about safety and all these other things, but, uh, you know, as we, <laughs> as we grew up, as it's been for six months now, over half a year, you know, over time we've kind of developed and been like, wait a minute, why are we doing this now? Why is this lockdown gone this long? Okay. You can only go so long with either telling, you know, kids, uh, I was, I've never, I was never, have never been a parent, but I was a coach. I've kind of taught a few instructed, we'll say, classes. Um, and, and you can't just go through life all the time saying, well, because I said so. I'm the authority figure. Now, that said, I do think there are moments where we need to respect authority. And when somebody of authority tells you to do something, yeah, you probably shouldn't question it. Examples are your boss. <laughs> I don't think you can always say, well, tell me why. Because I said so. Okay, that's good enough. Uh, a police officer, probably a good idea to do what they say too. All right, but I've kind of gotten tired of just really not having any answers and us not being told by the government, local and federal, you know, why things aren't opening up. Why is California continue to be in the dark ages, basically? Literally, having issues with electricity and uh, just not having anything open up. I mean, you look around other parts of the country and I know California is very populated. All right. But other parts of the country, pretty big numbers too. And, and they're opening up. They've been opened up. Small businesses, restaurants. I mean, at some point, it's like, because I said so isn't good enough. We, we got to start to get some answers. I, I'm just, this whole, what was it? A 15 day uh, curve or whatever to 15 days uh, uh, stay at home orders way back in uh, April to help flatten the curve or something like that. I've tried to space out and not listen to all the nonsense because it's exactly what it, what it is. All right. The, the death rates are not there. They haven't been there for months. Sure, I know there's a virus out there. I know there's uh, bad things out there, but we gotta eventually we gotta open up. We gotta we gotta stop this. Well, you, this this control it is a control, and what's sad is that so many people uh, just do what they're told, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, no problem. Tell me to go stand on my head. Yeah, I'll do that." I'm not saying go into stores and don't wear a mask because you don't want to be told what to do. I don't want to be told what to do. I hate wearing a mask. I don't put that thing on until the very last second I'm going in, inside somewhere and I take it off as soon as I'm outside. I see people walking with masks outside. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you, do you wear a seatbelt when you're going for a walk? When you're not in your car? 
I know I'm the extremist and, and I don't have any scientific data and this is, I know, I understand. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right. But this, this fear that I think we've been pushed to live in is like sad. It's depressing. Small businesses and owners and everyone having their, not being able to operate. All right. Enough is enough. We, we've done this, this, this lockdown long enough. California uh, is an embarrassment right now. And it has been for a long time, but you got to open up. All right. Look around the country. It, it's hilarious to me that the, like you look at sports and how, you know, the PAC 12 is, you know, West coast out here and they assumed everyone was going to not play. Everyone will be scared to death forever. And then, and, and then some of the other States said, no, other conferences said, no, we're going to play football. And now the Pac-10, like Pac-12, scrambles back, you know, much like the, the Big Ten did and everything. That's just an example. But I feel at this point, here we are in September, and I feel like we are way past the safety orders. Okay, we continue to destroy lives here at this lockdown, and it needs it needs to stop. That's that's just me. That's just me. Uh, but, uh, man, I'm, I'm hopeful that things open up here soon. Uh, another thought of mine, you know, guys, have you ever met people that just do not get the hint? They, 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 when it comes to detective work, they would be lost. There's some people out there who do not, you say get a clue, but they have no idea how to get a clue. Subtle hints don't work. Big hints don't work. And, uh, they're just oblivious. I think some people are so caught up in their own world, in their own agenda, whatever, that they don't understand like when things are screaming at them in the face. And sometimes that can be silence. I've been in situations before where I've reached out to people, family members or friends or whoever, and I didn't get any responses. But me being kind of dumb, I was like, well, let me just keep reaching out. And in this time, for that, people are busy. People get very busy. But there's also times when people don't respond to you. And for, for a while, I, I, it took me a while to learn this lesson, but there, there's, there's times where that's a tough pill to swallow. But you know what? If someone wanted to talk to you, wanted to respond to you, <laughs> call me crazy. But they probably would. <laughs> I've not answered a text before and I just missed it or days went by or something. And I was like, oh my goodness, I, I feel horrible because I don't want anyone to ever feel like I've ignored them. Unless I want them to, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, I think you can see this in dating sometimes where maybe something's going on, going really well and then. Uh, communication kind of stops. I know there's all these cool hipster millennial words for all these types of things now, and I try my very best not to use them because I'm a 35-year-old man and I don't like uh, conforming to popular stuff generally, especially stuff that is from like teenagers. Uh, yes, I'm an old man already at 35. But uh, yeah, you see that in like dating, for instance. Things are going well, and then you stop kind of talking. You 
someone stops kind of responding one way or another, guys and girls do this or have at least. I've seen in the past. I've heard friends talk about it. And it's kind of like, man, what happened? And it's just like, hey, someone lost interest and it is what it is. But some people don't get hints. They're unable to read the writing on the wall. I'll let you kind of do what you want with that. But some people, uh, we're, there's, we're living in this world of uh, self, where self-awareness is lacking, we'll say. And I don't have anything really specific for you, but just that. I mean, some people reach out to you. You don't, you don't um, hear back from them. Um, there's busy and then there's, hey, get the hint, dude. I don't want to talk to you. And again, that can be relatives. That can be family. Uh, that can be friends. Sometimes friendships that happen. But I, within my power, I I do everything I can to kind of respond to people and be like, "Hey, man. Hey, I'm really sorry. Or, hey, I really I, I apologize. I I missed out on on uh, somehow I missed your text, your email, or whatever." All right, and it's not just communication. Some people are just, I mean. Writing on the wall, things are in front of you, and it's hard to accept like defeat sometimes. Again, I'm not talking about uh, relationships here necessarily, but it's it is hard to accept defeat. All right, I've saw it all the time in, in uh, when I was refereeing. There were some teams that yeah yeah look at I know you're supposed to fight to the end and okay and uh, you know give everything you got and you know play till the clock hits triple zeros, but I also understand the concept of Hey man, they beat us this week. It's time to uh, lick our wounds and go home. Let the game end. Some people have a tough time with that. Just let the game end, man. It didn't work out. Now, if it's a close game, couple possessions, and you got a shot, of course. But man, if you're down by 30 points with three minutes left, man, do a few running plays and get out of there. Don't try to make uh, ESPN's top 100 comebacks of all time or something because... Uh, there's a half a percent chance that something will work out. I don't know if you guys are understanding what I'm saying today. It's just, again, these are random thoughts that sometimes aren't as clearly uh, explained as I'd like. But I think we live in this world right now where, if I had to sum it up, we lack self-awareness. We don't always see the writing on the wall and and see like the hints that are out there. And kind of forming it, forming it back to the sports analogy, like you'd see, the game was out of reach, and these coaches are like, "No, no, no, we got it. We're gonna keep trying. We gotta, we gotta tell the kids we're never gonna give up." And they keep playing super hard when the game's all but decided. And what happens? You get some injuries. It gets even worse. All right, live today, fight tomorrow. It's not giving up. Giving up is, you know, just not caring and surrendering. That's totally different. To me, it's it's a it's a different approach. Where strategically, you got you got to look ahead and make good decisions. See the writing on the wall. Take the subtle hint. Take the the uh, the hint that is screaming in your face. Open your eyes and ears and uh, operate accordingly. Well, that's all I got to say today. I, I know. I mean, you know, you know, what are you talking about, Matt? Maybe you should take the hint. 
open your eyes and look around. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, Bill Barnes is here at, on Wednesdays, and you guys tune in for him. So let's get right to him today. We got a package from a fan that sent us uh, sent us over something that we're going to open and have some fun with. And then we got a lot of questions to get to with Bill Barnes, as well as some, some current events and some things he wants to talk about, I'm sure. So uh, let's dive right into it with the one and only Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Well, we are on time this week. Bill Barnes is here for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. It's Tuesday afternoon, and we're going to put this episode out tomorrow. But, Bill, it feels good to be back on time with things. Back in our regular Wednesday format, um, duty did not call. Um, The world didn't come to an end. We're here. Everything's good. You know what? I want people to understand that the dedication you put into this show, uh, you came straight from work today and you know, you wouldn't miss it. Uh, unlike last week, you are, you are dedicated, Bill. Well, I was on my way home. I figured I'd stop. <laughs> well, Bill, we got a lot to get into today. We got, uh, some questions from some listeners again. I know you love that. And we're going to save the questions for the end today. Yes, kind of save the questions. Yeah. Let's, that's kind of, uh, tantalize the audience, <laughs> keep them, keep them dialed in to stay here the whole segment. Yep. Wait yep. for those questions at the end. Uh, but Bill, I will say we, we, uh, you know, we're, we are, we are evolving here as a podcast. Uh, our listeners are not only sending questions to us, but we've been sent some gifts and I got them out here on the desk. We'll get a picture out to the, uh, to the audience, but Bill, Kevin Scarpio, the we trainer. Didn't, we didn't get an envelope of license. license ricin? Ricin, did <laughs> no, we? No, no ricin. No, not yet. I, yeah, anyway, uh, although when you did show up, you had some packages today. But uh, I had some uh, packages. <laughs> well, Kevin Scarpio, the trainer up in Adelanto, who sent you a few questions and uh, things, he sent us a participation trophy here. And uh, it's, it's written in nice letters there, podcast. He gave us each two first place ribbons and then two Minute made juice boxes here for, for us, Bill. Well, let's definitely get that uh, photographed and we will show our 27 <laughs> audience members with the photos, uh, you know, that are, that are, uh, we're going to post later and we will make sure that all of our, our, uh, our following sees those lovely <laughs> gifts. Absolutely. The first of, uh, we hope many, we hope many Absolutely. more. Absolutely. You know, definitely. Thank you, Kevin Scarpio. And uh, thank you. Uh, keep them coming, man. Or anybody out there. Wow. We, we didn't ask for anything, but uh, man, if you're going to send us a box of shit, just make sure it's dried <laughs> and it doesn't stink anymore. <laughs> all right. It's all we ask. Well, we're going to do questions later, but we have to address what Kevin's also sent us uh, in this box here. I, I don't know how we're going to get through this. Um, first of all, his, uh, his first note to us says, Congratulations on the podcast. You've been rewarded a first place ribbon and a participation trophy. Now enjoy a celebratory juice box, you filthy animals. Cheers. Kevin Scarpio. Thank you, Kevin. Cheers. Cheers to you up there in <laughs> Atalanto. Beautiful Atalanto. Now I know why you asked so many questions because you live in, in Atalanto. There's not a fucking thing to do up there. Now I know why. It all comes true. 
Not only did he send us our juice boxes, our trophies, our ribbons, he sent us a picture of four, well, not young ladies. Um, <laughs> these are four members of what is known as the, the squad, the heroes that are the squad, members of Congress. Uh, four pictures of them. Alexandria, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ihan Omar, Ian Presley, Rashida Tlaib, and they are known as the squad. And I'm thinking, why is this picture in this box? Is he just sticking it to us? Uh, but he sent another note that says, mail in question, the squad. Bill, of those four people, you have to pick one that you would marry, one that you would um, screw, make love to, <laughs> one that you would father, be the father of, and one that you would kill. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. How's that for All right. How's that for Okay, now... <clears throat> First off, the one that I would screw would be um, uh, the chick from Brooklyn. What's her name? <laughs> oh, uh, AOC? Yeah, AOC. because as loony and as crazy as she is, I can only imagine she would be that way in the rack. <laughs> okay? So okay. I'll go there with her. Okay. Uh, the one I would marry would be um, – what's her name? Ethan? <laughs> Il Ilhan Omar. Yeah, because she's probably married her brother already. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So it, it would so, be. It yeah, would. Yeah. I perfect. Would, I would marry her, and five minutes later, divorce her. Okay. <laughs> and the other two, it's a toss-up on what I would do with them. Uh, <laughs> I could not, in good faith, father any of these four. Okay. okay. Uh, that is. That is. I hate to say it, but that is grounds for abortion. Whoa. These four. Bill. All right. Oh. Lord. I'm just saying if I'm just oh. using that as a, I'm just throwing it out. Kevin, did you see what you started? Loaded question, Kevin. Loaded question. Loaded and question. And I'm not going to say who I would kill because that could be construed as a threat. Yeah, and God that. only knows what kind of listeners we have out there <laughs> that could forward this to the authorities. And I'll be damned <laughs> if I'm going to answer any uh, questions about that kind of stuff. Okay. I, I was bad enough saying that, you know, that's that they're grounds for, yeah. you know, Best thing. The best thing about these four could have been that they they ran down their father's leg. Let's oh, just put it that oh, way. Jeez. Okay, and I'm not threatening them. I'm not threatening them. I want them all to live and be prosperous. <laughs> but I'm just saying, at a, at one time long ago, that's what in the best place for them. Kevin's. So there you I, have it. Thank you for the the gifts, Kevin's. But man, you pay you, my bail money, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> we need some bail money. Oh my goodness. All right, and with that. This photo will be destroyed because uh, I don't want it in my presence any longer uh, looking at or listening to those four lunatics. Uh, anyway. Oh, man. I don't know how we're going to move up from that. Uh, Very but, easily. Oh, man. Anything. Anything right now. Um, Bill, I did my opening with a question about uh, – not a question, but kind of a statement about how you were around people, Bill, that just can't take a hint. They can't see the writing on the wall. They don't know that they've they've lost the game. With three minutes left, they're down thirty, and they're still trying to to uh, you know make this great comeback. People end up getting hurt; it makes it worse. Sometimes I'm not saying surrender, but for God's sake, just just take your loss and go home, right? Some people just they can't see writing on the wall. Things are screaming at them, and sometimes silence can be deafening. You know what I mean? I certainly understand that. Um, people have got to understand that. You know what? There's a fine line between 
not getting a hint and then harassment and then downright stalking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, there are laws on the books now because people just don't know how to, you know, handle themselves. It's called cyber stalking. Look it up folks. It's called cyber stalking. It's called regular stalking. It's called harassment. I mean, it's, it's with computers now, you know, you can be a, you can be a tough guy or a tough woman, you know, on your keyboard, you're a keyboard warrior. That's all you are. And I um, can be, you know, you need to understand that when a person doesn't answer you, a person doesn't call you back. A person doesn't answer an email. A person maybe even goes to as far as blocking you. You know what? Hey, cut your losses, move on, mm-hmm. move on. Absolutely. Um, you know, you're <laughs> don't become the center of attention and for a negative situation. Move on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Bill, we've all, everyone's dated and, and they understand that like you, you, you're someone, you know, if you're talking to a, to a, a young lady and she's not that interested, you're, you're going to tell and be like, okay, it's time. It's time to move on. Not press silence can be a very effective tool. Yeah. You know, if you can't read between the lines and get the hint, mm-hmm. then you know what? So maybe at some point in time, you're going to get, you know, that, that deafening wake up call as to seeing that person out with someone else seeing that person in a, in a place where, you know, Hey, Hey, what's going on here? Well, Hey, what's going on here is I haven't talked to you in five, six months. <laughs> and there was a reason for that. I wasn't pining away for you, young sweetheart. Um, I, we had, we had fish and then we cut bait. So if you can't recognize that, then get some fucking help. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. And, it's just it's just interesting when people can't see something that's right in front of them, so obvious, even to people around uh, you know people around you. Uh, but you know what, what's the old saying? Some people are so far behind in the race they think they're winning. It's like you can't. Well, there's no self awareness. Yeah, they forgot they got lapped. <laughs> you know, they're ahead of the lead car, but they're a lap down. Mm-hmm. That doesn't cut it. No, no, absolutely. No, just a thought today, Bill, and I thought. Let's let's start this off with Bill that way after our, our squad comments, of course. Uh, well, Bill, I posted a picture uh, the other day for an upcoming guest, and it was a picture of me playing the trumpet. And you <laughs> you told me, hey, I didn't know you were on the Lawrence Welk show. I was like, what's the Lawrence Welk show? Well, you posted a picture of you playing the trumpet along with two older gentlemen mm-hmm. that you were flanked by. And I thought, well, it can't be a... Uh... A, a shot of him from uh, Rio Hondo Prep, unless it was Alumni Day. It had to be some type of men's glee club with, with some trumpet players. And I thought, Jesus Christ, I didn't know Matt at one time was in the, uh, the bubble show, the Lawrence Welk show. And to those of you who don't know who Lawrence Welk is, like I told Matt, Google him. Google him and you will see what the Lawrence Welk show was. I had to sit through that show Every Saturday night when I would go to my grandparents' house and be babysat while my parents went out, I had to sit through the Lawrence Walk show on a Saturday night. And uh, it was absolutely painful, even at that young age. It left an indelible impression on me that I won't forget. And every time I go down the I-15 to San Diego, I see Lawrence Walk drive and I go, I, I, I go into convulsions. So uh, with that said, yes, you reminded me of a trumpet player on the Lawrence Welk show, <laughs> except you weren't wearing a mauve 
or uh, apricot colored uh, leisure suit, <laughs> which we could probably find and work on. We can dial it because I've seen you dress before, and you're not far from that. <laughs> no, I missed my calling. I think. I think you did. I was born too late in life. Maybe I don't know. Uh, that's interesting. Lawrence Welk. Yeah, I looked it up, and I saw some of the photos. Like, man, no trivia question. Oh boy, Larry Welk, his grandson, is a news reporter, helicopter pilot. Uh, for some of the local channels in the LA area. No kidding. If you didn't know that. I, I did not. And Larry Welk. He doesn't go by Lawrence. Not Lawrence. He's not playing the trumpet or the, <laughs> or the or the saxophone or the trombone while he's flying the helicopter. It's Larry. Don't call me Lawrence Welk. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, man. Well, hey, it took me back a little bit. I miss playing, playing the trumpet. And that sounded like a fun thing to do maybe back in the day. But oh, well. Oh, well, we move on. Uh, Bill, did you think of all the discussions we've had about the PAC 12 that it could possibly get worse the way that conference is going. That is a rudderless ship. <laughs> okay. First of all, there's no reason for that ship to be even be in the water right now Yeah, because they're not doing shit. Okay. Um, they got hold, they got caught hole in the bag is the only power five not to play football this year. Then they decided they are, but they still can't figure out a schedule as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. I think that conference is going in all different directions. And I'll say this from what I've read, which is 99% corrupt in my opinion of what some of the leaders in that conference have done, awarding themselves bonuses um, and then furloughing a lot of the employees. Um, I think there needs to be a house cleaning in that organization from the very top down to the lowest janitor. Yeah, in the in the in the league office, as well as some of the people that could still be tarnished and tainted from that regime. Can you imagine another business operation, anything that would furlough many employees like so many businesses have had to do these past few months and then give yourselves bonuses to some of the top executives? Well, that tells me one thing, tells me two things. One, they kind of, they probably feel that they're going to be shown the exit here shortly. And they're going to, you know, they're, they're the drowning rat syndrome. They're grabbing all the, all the money they can before they get shit canned. Mm -hmm. And two, they're quasi, to me, that's, that's, that's just immoral, unethical, and damn near criminal for them to do that. It's on, it's on. How do they, how do they deserve that money? I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's really sad. Uh, this this broke, you know, not too long ago. It was uh, it was the Mercury News, and it was an article uh, written by John Wilner, uh, and his headline is "Pac-12 Paid Performance Bonuses to Executives and Staff Prior to Major Downsizing okay, okay. Move." First of all, what did they do as a performance to be awarded? There has not been one badminton shuttlecocked. <laughs> There has not been one volleyball spiked. There has not been one football thrown, not one baseball thrown, not one basketball dribbled since about what, March 11th? Just about, yeah. Okay. So what the fuck have they done to award a performance? Then they to that, they they bow out and, and they decide they're not going to play football. So there, is their performance award um, just quitting? I guess so. Maybe we need more of these trophies Kevin sent us. Give them to those people. Well, I mean, I guess Larry Scott deserves a, uh, he doesn't even, well, you, 
participating. He doesn't even deserve a participation. Because he hasn't participated. He hasn't participated. <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, this is, uh, again, from that article. Four employees from the Pac-12 network confirmed that their bonuses were paid this summer for performance in the 2020 fiscal year. One, one was willing to state the amount of the bonus was $10,000. On others indicated some bonuses covered a gamut in the four and lower five-figure range. So uh, one month later, after all these bonuses went out, the Pac-12 laid off or furloughed 94 of its 196 employees. Okay, first of all, that's criminal. First of all, what does the Pac-12 need 196 employees I, for? I, I do what not they, know. What, what are they doing? I, that that was surprising. Are they, are they window washers at the Pac-12 office? <laughs> what? No, sir. I, I don't know. Their camp is 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 it that big of a of a of an organization? Yeah, it, it was pretty. I mean, pretty crazy. you go to the Big West office. There's what three people, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. The Pac-12. Yeah, it seems to me like they've overhired in the first place, and now the people that they've overhired, rather than compensate those people, you're going to let them go and then pay your top people. Like again, you're absolutely right. The sense that there hasn't been any. What's been going on? Well, I, I know Larry Scott's been on Dan Patrick's show a couple times recently. Is that considered work? What, I don't know. What, what, I'm, I, I didn't know he was. I don't. I'd have tuned in to see that silliness oh you got to hear what did he have to say oh oh it's uh uh and i i think the the best thing about is dan patrick kind of kind of puts him in a corner and of course larry you already said it's a rudderless ship and he's a captain didn't quite know what what to do uh basically the first interview was about well you know our doctors out here on the west coast are better uh than some of those others you you mean the doctors at vanderbilt or duke or uh you know, the East coast schools, really, really, Mr. Scott. And then a week or so later when they decided, Oh, we are going to play after all, it was just absolute backpedaling talking about, well, we found a new way to test people quicker. And, and now we think it's safe. It's like you are, you just, he's so delusional. Well, I think the players are young, strong kids and they're okay. Even if they get it, they're going to be fine. It's what happens if, and we, you know, we're kicking the dead horse here. It's what happens if an adult part in part of the program, a coach, somebody, you know, somebody that's not as, as, as well suited to get for sickness as the athletes are. What if they, what if they get sick? Mm -hmm. So hence no crowds, no this, no that I I get it. And, and I guess maybe the PAC 12, I don't know what their thought process was. Maybe, maybe they thought if, if we in the big 10 form a union, we can get the other three to shut everything down. Well, that, that didn't work. Yeah. And you saw the Big Ten, you know, they got crucified for shutting their season down and they're going to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how successful this is going to be, who knows? You know, I mean, again, this is something that nobody knows a lot about. I mean, even this, the uh, CDC puts out guidelines and then they take them down because they don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But I do know. That because of COVID nineteen, there should be no reason why you're getting giving yourselves performance uh, bonuses. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't call it you can't not call it a performance bonus. I mean, I don't know what other term you use. I mean, but- if you see the writing on the wall that you're going to be replaced, and you get into the money pot and you decide we're going to get severances, okay, all right, unethical, immoral, but probably legal. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Get all the money you can in the, in the monopoly pot and get out. 
It, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, but I, I will say this. I will say this. And this is just my opinion. I think that every employee, if they do that, every, every employee of the PAC 12 sports office, every one of them should be reevaluated where their, where their allegiance is, who they, who, who they're, who, who they were, you know, who their soulmates were. And if they have any, any, if there's any type of, of family tree or, or any type of closeness to these corrupt people, they should be gone. Yeah. Gone. And you know what? Here's the thing. Let's just say for the sake of argument that they throw Larry Scott out, they bring in a new commissioner and he's got allegiances to other conferences. Guess what? Guess what? We're talking assigners could be gone Mm -hmm. because they want to have their own guys in there. I think there's going to be some serious changes in the living. I'm not talking about basketball officials. I'm not talking about football officials, baseball umpires, volleyball judges, or any of that other stuff. Okay. (laughs) They are who they are. They Mm -hmm. work multiple conferences anyway. They should be safe. Okay. They got totally screwed by this pandemic as did a lot of people, but they don't have the resources to, d- to go dig into a money pot and give themselves a severance. They're, no. either, they're either on unemployment or they went out and got a fucking job to make up for the money they lost. Well, yeah. And officials are independent contractors. We're Correct. just, we work or don't get paid. Right. We, we found that out the exactly. hard way this year. Exactly. doesn't matter. You know, you know, um, but I'm, I'm telling, I think there should be that the shovel should be dug good and deep. <laughs> I don't think you're, I don't think you're wrong there. Um, well, well, Bill, I'm, I'm just kind of bouncing around here now uh, with a few different things, but you know, I don't watch ESPN unless I really have to really, cause I just think it's become this woke joke uh, and, and they continue They They, they just will not learn. Okay. For, for our, our, Listeners that don't understand the woke. What is a woke? What is I, a, I really don't know. Woke what's, what's, what's really funny is that, you know, the left and the, this new, the progressive age, they use this term woke. Oh, we're, we're, we're awakened since the Donald Trump election is what I see it as. It's basically being, we're progressive. But what's funny is if, if you look at that for the BS that it is, you, you, you us saying it, it, it's also a way it's easy to put down. You're like, oh, you're woke. You're really woke. Well, they got they they got put back to sleep today a little bit because uh, the good uh, the good young Republican Mister Mister um, uh, uh, what's his name from Utah uh, Senator Mitt Romney Senator Mitt Romney decided that he's going to back the nomination of uh, whoever Trump wants for um, Supreme Court Justice replacing the notorious the notorious. Our Ruth Bader get RBG, which I thought was a fucking joke. What a fucked up name, <laughs> you know. You know, and here's the other thing: the Democrats couldn't keep her alive another three months. They just couldn't do it. You know, the poor woman should have retired probably five or six years ago. And they, there's no doubt in my mind, they pressured her. They did weekend at Bernie's with her to keep her in her chair, you know, for as long as they could, and shame the fuck on them. That woman needed to retire. Yeah, know? she didn't need to spend the last no, that was, years of her life like this. Absolutely I mean, selfish. Yeah. And don't tell me it was her idea. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Yes. I, I have a few. We're at a few comments uh, on 
the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg here in a second. But I want to say one thing to you, kind of revolving around sports and this this wokeness that is ESPN and their progressive stuff. Uh, Max Kellerman, who I just do not like on ESPN at, at all. I mean, every time he he speaks, my ears bleed. Uh, you know what he said the other day? You're going to love this. Who knows? Uh, he said most of the riots are from right-wing agitators. Right-wing agitators, Bill. You know what? I want to take – I don't know how I'd do it. I want to take a poll of every rioter out there, every single one who's burned something or destroyed something. I want to ask them who they're voting for. If you find me one Donald Trump voter who has burned and looted and done all this crap, uh, uh, okay, I would be shocked. They're not agitators. They're defenders. Yeah. No kidding. It's not, it's not the Republicans' idea to go out and torch police stations and loot and, 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 and burn buildings. It's unbelievable. The, 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 there's no, there's no, first of all, there's, there's no moral guidelines in any of this stuff. Lying. It's just, it doesn't matter. The moral compass has dropped and it's shattered. You got that right. Shattered is a good, good word on it. Uh, I was wondering, you know, with all these name changes and everything too soon, speaking of compasses, you know, I, I have a strong feeling that, with some of the words that are, you know, getting thrown out of our vocabulary these days, I, I'm pretty sure on a compass, it's not going to say South anymore because that's offensive uh, to to you know Civil War times and this and that, uh, and, and they think people who live in the South are, are scum anyway. So I'm pretty sure that the, the they're going to be a new term for South pretty soon, uh, just like there is a, like master's bedroom and stuff like that. That's that's how far we've fallen. You're absolutely right about the moral compass being shattered, if there ever was one. Oh, I'm fired up today with you, Bill. Oh. Well, here's here's my here's my remedy for all that bullshit. You know, you know how you're either a male or a female. All right, you are not a black male. You're a male. You're not a white male. You're a male. Cut off that bolt. Cut it off. It's illegal. It should be illegal for me to con- to um, refer to Matt Hershima as a white male. You're a male. Period. Mm-hmm. It's illegal for me to refer to Le- LeBron James as a black male. He's a male. Period. Well, it, let's just no. Let's just cut it off. No, no. We're both. We are, we are of the same species. We are male or female. Period. End of story. That way, when I try out for the NBA, <laughs> I'm just a male, white. I didn't get a spot on the team. Mm-hmm. I'm a male. I didn't get the spot. Another male who happens to be black got it. But you can't. You shouldn't. There, there shouldn't be any correlation between your skin color. And what you do in life. No. And, and people fought, fought okay. for that for years in the sixties. Okay. Hey, there, Hey, skin color. No, that doesn't matter. It's all about who we are as people. Uh, you know, the content of your character. I swear, I swear I've heard that somewhere from someone, yeah. uh, you know, and now everything, why is race included in all these headlines and all these different, it's like, you got to stop it. I thought you wanted, you know, they're not to be, um, ra- seeing color or race. Okay. How about lives matter? Not black lives, yeah. not blue lives. That'd be nice. White lives, green lives, brown lives. Lives matter. Mm-hmm. Period. Absolutely. Period. Period. If you if if I'm out on the street and I'm talking to a cop and I say it was that black male right there who threw the rock at me, I get five days in jail because <laughs> I referred to him as black. Well, well, I get five days in jail. Let me let me let me go away. With, let me go the okay. other way with this. How do you describe you were in the police force, Bill? How do you describe someone sometimes without saying uh, what their race just is, what their like, nationality? Just like the 
female deputy the other night that was shot in her jaw by a black male who came up to her window. Reports were at the press conference that there's no fucking way that I'm sitting here right now. Did she say it was a dark skinned male? She said a black male shot me. I can guarantee you. Mm -hmm. But what the, what, what the, uh, the press released was it was a dark skinned male. Are you, they said that they said dark skinned male. Oh my Lord. Okay. Now, now I'm okay with that. I'm Just fine. be consistent. Not, not you, right. but the media, I'm tired of this crap. Well, the media is the, the, we've said it before until the media becomes a little more mainstream and, and mellow and, and, and jumps off this progressive wagon that they've done since the Clinton administration. Um, you know, we're, we're fighting an uphill battle all the time by fighting the media. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't put things out fairly or accurately. They pick and choose what they're going to report. Yeah. They try to, they manipulate a headline. That's what they do. You know, they, they always put race in when it's convenient for them. Uh, this, the selective aggression, it's, it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, we said it every week, but it's just, it's more nonsense. I mean, it, it's, it's trickled into our sports world now with, with some of the things you hear and, and you're absolutely right, Bill, that they manipulate everything they are. And they're going to continue to manipulate stuff unless people really speak up and, uh, and take action. I, I don't know what the action is, but, uh, I think you, we got to stop listening on to some of these, these news outlets and people got to stop watching this nonsense. It's all propaganda. Absolutely. It's crazy. Well, Bill, I know you're not much of a UFC fan, but I think I... I'm really not. I, I deplore violence. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, I, I, I think I found somebody that uh, you can get behind. And, you know, fights aren't that often, once every few months. Colby Covington, UFC fighter, uh, very big supporter of law enforcement, military. Um, he had a, He won a fight over the weekend. He always wears his red MAGA hat. He actually got a call from the president of the United States after his fight uh, on uh, Saturday. But one of the things that he was quoted as saying, I think we can all get behind this, which I think is just awesome. He said, quote, I want to dedicate this fight to all the first responders, all the military out there who keep us safe. Not these woke athletes, not these spineless cowards like LeBron James, end of quote. Agree 100%. How great is that to it's see? It's great. You know, another thing I heard the other night was – uh, Magic Johnson was invited to a uh, meeting that Maxine Waters put together. Oh, lovely. And to Magic's credit, I've always kind of respected Magic Johnson. I really have. You know, uh, he told this group of young, I'm going to, you know, it hasn't been outlawed yet. So I have to say black kids. Okay. I just wanted to say kids, but, you know, we're not, we're not there at my idea yet. But anyway, he told them, hey, his job was to teach them how, act, how to act around police and when you're stopped in a car. And he told them, hey, you do what you're told. No time to be a tough guy when, you, when the police have stopped you. He said his father gave him that, that lecture when he was a kid. And he says he still gets nervous when the cop gets behind him. And he gets nervous when he's stopped, but he does what he's told. Hell, I got nervous the other day when the Highway Patrol lady got behind me. Yeah. You know what I'm digging? I'm digging for my wallet and my ass and I'm thinking, <laughs> I hope to God she doesn't think I'm t getting a gun. You know, I've heard this. I get that. I get it too. I, I've heard this a lot, uh, Bill. 
and it really got me thinking, you know, how people are uh, profiled and this and that. When you pulled, when you pulled somebody over, Bill, when you're behind him, can you tell what race they are? Well, you kind of can. Kind of can? Because, uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, you know, and, and either white, black, or brown, it really didn't matter. Yeah. If you're driving a piece of shit car, you're probably not the, uh, the uh, employee of the month. Okay. <laughs> My brother got pulled over multiple times just because he drove a terrible looking right. car. Well, I mean, I, yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying, you know, so. Not really. And at night, hell no. Yeah. I, I've, I tried it a few times. Like, no, like the way windows are tinted, everything now, I'd right. be behind someone. I'm like, you can't really tell. No, you really can't. Just a thought. Just a thought. But uh, yeah, man, Colby Covington, great fighter, uh, very passionate. And he's a, uh, I mean, Trump called him. He talks to Trump. He's, he's a very big supporter. And he said, uh, he said November is going to be a landslide, silent majority and everything. I, I don't know about that, but uh, I like watching him fight. And I like most of what he has to say. I really think that it will be a landslide, but but the Republicans had better win the key states. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's where you're going to win or lose this. We already know that. You know, y- you watch California is not going to be as blue as you think. Okay, all right. I predict that, and I certainly predict that if this was a a, um, a year for Newsom, he would not be reelected. No, because even his own people fucking hate him. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, um, I definitely think that we're going to carry both houses of Congress. I certainly hope. Ooh. Wow. You said you heard it here first. Okay. You heard it here first. And if we do, and we have a Republican president, Trump, obviously, whether you like him or not, look, I get it. The guy's probably an asshole to work for. All right. (laughs) So are you. yeah, 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 I could be. Now, the guy's an asshole to work for. And mm-hmm. I see why a lot of his inner working people have quit on him because they just don't like his personality. But when at the end of the day, he gets shit done. Bill, you've worked with cops I'm sure you didn't like, but you trusted and knew you could depend on them. I've worked with umpires I didn't really like, but I'm like, you know what? They get the job done. We're going to be okay. Yeah. I've, I've also worked-, worked with people I do like who aren't very good and I feel in trouble with. So, I, you know, there was a police chief that I, that I had during the middle of my career. In fact, the one and only good thing he ever did was promote me. Okay. <laughs> but the public liked him. He came in, he changed a lot of shit. People don't like change. He changed a lot of stuff. He had a, and a, and a he had a, a rough, gruff, my way or the highway personality. So the folks, unless you were a leg hanger, Unless you were one of his kiss asses, which I wasn't. I, I got promoted on a on a on a score system. Okay. He had no choice. Even though he probably despised me, but he had to promote me. Probably. So anyway, my point is is that he was an asshole. No, if you took a, a, a poll within this department of who liked him, probably be 80% against, 20% for. But the public loved him because he was doing what he came in to do. He was coming in to drain the swamp. Yeah. Which is, you know. They ought, to, they, ought to, they ought to try to coin that phrase. Yeah, in the uh, Republican regime. <laughs> so I get it. Trump's an asshole. I get it. He doesn't treat me. I mean, even with you know, with, when when uh, RBG died, oh, she's a nice lady, fine lady, did a lot. In her. He he could give two shits about her. He was probably <laughs> glad she died. And you could tell with the way he <sighs> didn't give her much of a a tribute. You know, he was never invited to any of these folks that have died. You know, 
he's just not. I mean, all of the Republican, former Republican presidents hate him. They're not supporting him because yeah. he did shit. They didn't. Yeah. I he's just find just that interesting. not warm and friendly. He's no. not a warm and friendly guy. I'm not asking him to deliver I'm not gifts either. on Christmas Eve. Though. I'm not, I'm not asking him to be Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. You know, keep doing what you're doing, man. I get it. Be an asshole because there's a big, big wag of the tail between me and him. Yeah. What did you want from law enforcement, uh, uh, your bosses in authority? Did you want them to be nice to you? Did you care? Did you just want to be left alone? What did you look at as like a good leader when you were working in the, in police? Someone not to micromanage me. Okay. Someone that if I needed them, I'd call them. Don't show up and micromanage me. Uh, someone who, when I fucked up, I would be the first to admit it. Okay. But don't second guess what I did. Okay. You make, we make life and death split second decisions and sometimes they go really, really good. Sometimes they don't go so good. Yeah. All right. And I could always justify what I did, even if it went to shit. If I couldn't, if I made a mistake, if I crashed a car and it was my fault, I was the first one to stand up and say, my bad. You know, the old mysterious uh, cat running across the street. There was none of that shit. I wasn't <laughs> swerving for a dog. Okay. I drove over my head and I stacked up the car. Accountability. That sounds, it just sounds weird. The fact that, uh, you know, it seems to be missing these days. But yeah, that's that's refreshing to hear, Bill. Yeah. And there, there were times later in my career when I got kind of old and salty. And I, I kind of like, you know, wasn't that warm and friendly with my bosses <laughs> to where I should have just been a better company guy. Yeah. I was a little more rebellious for whatever reason. Probably because I didn't like them. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really didn't pay off for me. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people that don't. The job like I have now, whole different approach. Oh, oh yeah. I am just you're I'm, loving it. I'm, I'm, I am. Uh, you know, I'm the comp company man. <laughs> Tell me what to do, I'll do it. No Work, questions asked. Working conditions are everything, man. Yes. They are everything. Because I'm is. older and I'm a slight bit wiser. <laughs> just a bit. Uh, well, let's talk about. Uh, I mean, the elephant in the room, really, with the uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. Uh, I, I want to say a few things that, you know, it's amazing to me what people will do with death in this country. They they politicize the hell out of some of these things. Uh, we, we mentioned her in the intro here, the beginning, and I hate bringing her up again. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Listen to what she said after Ginsburg's death. Quote, let this moment radicalize you. Our democracy is at a faint heartbeat. After we work to command a victory, I need folks to realize that there's no going back to brunch. End of quote. What in the hell does that mean, Bill? What what does that mean? Well, I just told you the, the, the her brains <laughs> slid down her father's leg. Oh, okay. So what she's dealing with, I have no idea. All right. She's a complete looney tune, mm -hmm. a complete fucking whack job. All right. I don't know what comes out of her mouth. I don't know who the fuck elected her. I don't, I don't know who what ballot box got stuffed. I don't know who she fucked to get where she is. Okay. But it's incredible how just in one, just how ignorant she is. And she has got a position of power like that. That's scary. You ever work, Bill, police work, umpiring. You ever, you know, with, with some people that come in, they're rookies, they're kind of younger officials or they're younger uh, police officers, I'm sure. You know, some guys come in and they think they know it all. And then there's other guys that come in and, you know, they, they probably learn and, and listen to some advice. This, this uh, Congresswoman AOC 
has just jumped into everything. Some people worship her. They think she's a goddess. And I'm like, do you ever listen to any of the words coming out of her mouth? She's a lunatic. She's a lunatic. Um, her, her, her friend from Vermont, the, the wannabe Indian, she's a lunatic. Um, they, I mean, I mean, Pelosi's an idiot. I mean, and I'm, I'm really pissed off at those two Republicans for, for being turncoats with, you know, uh, Susan Murkowski from whatever the fuck she's from. I think she's from Alaska. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Who gives yeah. a shit? We don't even need, you know what? Go back to Russia. We don't even need Alaska. Okay. Obviously, they don't get enough sun up there because she was a nitwit. She's a nitwit. And what's her name? The, 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 the other one that, that was uh, McCain's vice presidential. Uh, oh, uh, you know, what was her name? Sarah Palin, Sarah, Sarah Palin. Palin. She's a lunatic too. Okay. <laughs> so obviously the, 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 the women in Alaska don't get enough sun because their brains are fucked. Okay. And then you got, uh, you got um, the gal from Maine, Collins, who just said she wasn't going to vote because you know why? Because they're in a tight race to save their own ass. Well, it's amazing what Paul, you mentioned Romney earlier and he voted in favor of impeachment and this. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing what people will say they believe when their backs are up against the wall. It's like, wait a minute. Come on, man. Be who you are. Say who you say, be who we thought you were well, in the, in the we, words. We don't of, know. We don't know who they, we, we, I don't think they know who the fuck. They are. <laughs> it's true. I was shocked that Romney went along, you know, towed the company line and went yeah. along with this. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Somebody must have talking to you. Somebody must have, you know, uh, took his milk away, you know, yeah. or something. Because you, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know. He, he's. I was shocked. You know, if, if and they, the Democrats were really hanging their hat on him. Yeah. No, you're right. You are. And you know, right. boo hoo, boo hoo. You treat you treat uh, um, the last guy Kavanaugh like you did. All bets are off. Oh, you're damn right. We're going to nominate a new one. I don't give a shit if it's November 2nd. He's they're in there. Or if it's during his lame duck time, they're in there. Mm -hmm. Well, well, what's crazy to me, I, I knew the left really uh, hates the Electoral College. They hate law enforcement. They hate religion. Uh, now they hate the Constitution, apparently. Uh, and now they're talking about padding the the putting more Supreme Court justices on there so they can dilute the <sighs> the the. the, the uh, the conservative. Uh, we don't like how things are. Yeah. We need to change everything. It's, it's oh, Bill, not good. No, not I'm good. good. Stop good. it. This narrative now that that uh, this is all going to be about Trump not caring about her wishes. It's nowhere in the Constitution does it, is there a, a fine print that says uh, this is uh, it, the president needs to care about the passing of a judge. No, uh, they're feeling no. It's his job. Personally, personally, why would she say that? I have no idea. If I'm at death's front door, the last thing I'm going to say is it's my dying wish that uh, uh, my shoes are my my shoe collection goes to Matthew Hersema. Hey, okay, no, I'll take it. I give two. No, that's not where I'm at. R real quick, can I ask you what your dying wish would be? I'm just curious now. My dying wish would be that I not die. <laughs> that's a great How's answer. That? Absolutely. How's that? Well said. My dying wish is if there's another place. And that's, that's for a whole new show. Yeah. If there's another place, mm -hmm. all right, where you're up in the clouds and you're looking down, I hope to God I've done a, enough good where I'm going there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to give some worms a good meal. <laughs> Fall into the blackness of, of Just cold. the cold blackness of death in the words of G. Gordon Liddy. Oh, man. The food oh. Chain, we're part of the food chain, and our food chain is, is to is – to, 
supply worms with meals. Well, well, yeah, not to get dark here, but I was just, you know, this, this whole, this whole attack on the constitution. Now it's literally, it, it, it tells the president's job description description as to what you're supposed to do in these situations and the left, the liberals, the, the, the Democrats, they want to change everything. This, this doesn't, this isn't good for us. So we don't like it. I guarantee you, whoever Trump nominates, It'll probably be a woman this time. If Absolutely. we're honest, Absolutely. they are going to rip her to shreds. Well, they and better come- be careful. They better be they careful. They better be careful because you know what? I'm sure the one that, that, that is this gal from Chicago area. She's a devout Catholic, went to Catholic school. I mean, she's not, sounds like she's got a, just a complete good. I mean, she's not the type that's gone to parties and drank beer where they can try to frame uh, like they did. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh, okay. Now I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how uh, Kamala goes after her. Okay. Like oh yeah. Did, I mean, you better be careful. This could you know you better be careful because there's a lot of people that are on the fence voting. Maybe they're gonna take it the way the way she goes after people, and that's gonna sway them because she is not a nice lady. Well, no, she was. Uh, she made that quite evident in the last hearing. Uh, with Kavanaugh as well as a few other people, but uh, it, Bill, it's unbelievable how you fact you take facts, you take facts over feelings. I, I, everyone wants to just, oh, I feel this isn't, you know, feel this isn't right or whatever. It's like, well, let's just say for the sake of argument that she did say that to her granddaughter. I hope they don't fill my shoes until there's a after the election. Well, well of um, course she wants request that. denied. Yeah. <laughs> request okay, denied. request denied. Yeah. How about those all those unborn children? That and that's a whole new ball of wax. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. How about all those unborn children that she didn't give a shit about? Yeah. Okay. With the abortion rights issue that she, whether you're for it or against it, mm-hmm. whether you're for it or against it. Okay. Um, a lot of people out there are saying there's a really special place in hell for her, and other people are saying that you know she's godlike. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't give a shit. Yeah. And, and you know how it always is with two extremes. She was eighty-seven. Some, she was, yeah. She she lived, lived a long, long life, life, long life. Okay, so you know what? Move on. No one gets out. It's just a. It's just no a stop get, along the way. And no one gets out alive. Nobody man. gets out alive. No, no one gets out. Oh man. Well, it's gonna it, again. We're taking uh, John Lewis's death was politicized. Now Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death is being politicized. It's like, wh- where does it end, guys? Can, can we stop all this nonsense? No, you can't because it's never enough. There's always an agenda, right, Bill? Well, it's the whole thing. You know, more, uh, continuing coverage on the death of Ruth Bader. Continuing coverage. <laughs> she's fucking dead. She's not coming back. Let's go breaking news if she some, somehow comes back to life. Okay? Then get a hold of me. All right? <laughs> oh Until then, let it go. I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh at the No, I'm not laughing. Someone. It's the media. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's how absurd they are. Mm-hmm. They are. I mean, uh, I, I'm just curious. I'm looking forward a few years from now. I don't remember all this, this, uh, who was it? Scalia who died? Yes. I don't remember all this. No, because it was conservative. Yeah. That's weird. It's just, it's, it's, there is no, there is no fair and balanced, no impartial media. Anymore. You know, they made a movie about her and all that. There was know. a couple movies about yeah, her. I they think. made her, they made her like into this, uh, you know, bigger than life person, you know, she, squatted just like us man. i wonder if that statue gets torn down someday 
that that's going to go up over somewhere. I wonder if during all these riots, if, if that, that one gets torn down, just a, just a thought, but anyway, yeah, the, the, the constitution, electoral college, all these things are foundation. It's like, no, no, we want it all changed. It's like, stop it. Just stop it. It's unbelievable, Bill. Oh, no, I believe it. It's, it's very believable with the progressive left now. No, it's, it's, you know, it's only getting worse. This is why you, you can only take so much from somebody or a group of people for you. Like, all right, I'm not taking this anymore. You know what? I don't know who the moderates are in this country. I don't know if they look at these different sides and how they make decisions generally that, you know, it's one way or another. Uh, but man, th- th- I hope to God they're seeing some of this stuff that is coming from that side of the aisle. And they're like, no, I don't want any part of that in the extreme leftness, if we'll say. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. Well, let me ask you something, Bill, about, uh, you know, you hear all these unanimous, how do you say it? Unanimous sources, right? Unnamed sources. Unnamed anonymous sources. Unnamed anonymous sources. You're in law enforcement. I'm sure you dealt with some, uh, what what would you call them? Some, some. uh, Anonymous tip. uh, Anonymous uh, tips. Um, some, some, uh, people that, uh, kind of helped you guys out, we'll say with, with your work, uh, miss, you know, did you value kind of their miss their information informants? I'm sorry, informant. Did you value informants who were kind of anonymous or or weren't out there? You had to test them and for your shit to be good in court. You had to test your informants. Okay. With to build a a good drug case, you've got to have informants. Got to have people from the inside that are giving you info. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to roll them. You arrest them. You roll them for who's supplying them. Then you arrest that person, and you go up the the food chain. So they're vitally important on those kinds of cases. Uh, cases like, for instance, this the, the the attempt murder of the two deputies. I, I cannot believe that there hasn't been some informants coming forward with eight hundred an eight hundred thousand dollar bounty like that pretty big money okay i cannot believe some they're not coming out of the woodwork trying to be tested i'm sure they are but you have to test their credibility and uh unless that case is about ready to pop i haven't seen anything even close to coming to fruition unless they're keeping it playing it real close to their chest. Did, did any informants um, mislead you at time? You said you tested them. Did they ever send you down, you know, the wrong the rabbit hole or anything like that that really you know they screwed they, it up? They, they they most of the time they you know they were telling us you know that uh, you know Scarface was around the corner when in fact it was <laughs> just a, a nickel and dime bag guy. Okay, that kind of stuff. They would okay. kind of inflate the amount and the. Uh, you know, they would inflate the amount of product accuracy and accuracy that the suspect was dealing with. Partial truths, you'll say. Very much. Very and much that's, so. And, and it, that's where it takes a real skilled interrogator, investigator, in, uh, interviewer to pry information, both good and bad, out of somebody. Okay. Now, it's interesting because you see all these stories now with unnamed sources, uh, anonymous and uh, th- that's breaking news now when you get anonymous well, sources. Yeah, and, so, and the the the, uh, the um, media is running with it now because they're so aimed on destroying the Republicans, mm-hmm. like they tried to do with Trump with the uh, where he badmouthed veterans. Yeah, what the? I don't. I can't. I don't know of a president that's done more <laughs> for veterans and shown more support for our military and. 
And that lie tried to get spun out. I will say this. Did, did Trump say some, probably some stupid off the cuff comments at times? Yes. Probably, <laughs> probably. Would he say something like that? As bad as that? Not as bad, but maybe taken out of context. He's an off the cuff guy who, you know, when he made fun of the retarded uh, uh, <laughs> reporter that time, I thought that was bullshit. I thought that was terrible. Yeah. But he did it and it mm-hmm. was stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. Uh, well, well, Kaylee McEnany, the, the press secretary, she, she puts out a lot of fires. She, she, brings a lot of fire herself and she does that with trump well she you know because the media will take like to be married to her and try to win an argument i i don't i think yes dear is is all that should ever come out of your mouth thank with, you may i have another yeah, exactly exactly and you and i argued for a living for a while you you would much longer than i and and at bigger levels than i but uh yeah i i don't think so that i would i would immediately forfeit and say nope okay i'm sorry i messed up uh <laughs> one one uh one thing here bill uh you know i like when things kind of backfire on people now i'll say this that um there's a couple parts to this statement here but dr dina grayson she's a trump hater she's she's on networks always talking about you know unsafe this unsafe that but she was quoted as saying and uh, basically an unpeached impeached president should not pick our next supreme court justice you know what I find hilarious about that? You know who nominated Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Uh, an, a a uh, impeached president in um, Bill Clinton. Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, I can't he imagine. He was not impeached. Not yet. yet. Yeah. I think that's what she's trying to say, but it still sounds stupid. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That means that, I mean, come on. He, in, you know, impeachment charges were brought, but he was not removed. No. That's like saying that, you know, that we were arrested, but we weren't charged. Yeah. <laughs> there okay. you go. All right. We weren't charged. So she's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of these shoot from the hip, uh, you know, her mouth overrides her ass. I, I you know, I, they're a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one, one final thing here, Bill, before we kind of get to our questions is, you know, I did see this. This has kind of made some news, you know, Black Lives Matter. They've uh, they've changed up their website a little bit. They they made some improvements, we'll say, and because one of the biggest things that kind of attacked their uh, what they stood for and everything, it's like, hey, you guys are a Marxist organization who promote uh, you know all these changes, and you uh, want to get rid of the nuclear family, the the you know the, the stability of a family. That's clearly one of your messages. Well, wouldn't you know it? After some pushback over these past few months, they kind of updated their website and change that maybe to appease some people i don't know i just find it interesting that for all this passion and everything that they would change something like that when they're so you know set on it, it, it you don't have to comment if you so, don't want it just so they've they're still the same organization but they've changed their website change their website okay, I, here's my answer to that <laughs> you can paint a turd gold but it's still a fucking turd all right yeah okay right. we can leave it at that yeah i think i think we will leave it at that it's time to go to the mailbag <laughs> time for the mailbag yes sir bill barnes well we have more questions for you i know you love your questions love the questions yeah and and it's a lot of the same people uh once again a big thank you to kevin scarpio for the care package and the uh the write-in question but uh bill a few things here uh from a few uh few sources a few uh fans edwin Ixta, he's written in multiple mm-hmm. times yes he said bill what's the best excuse you've heard used by a driver to get out of a ticket when you pulled them over 
I will have to say early in my career, I pulled a guy over who was doing about a hundred miles an hour, not a hundred, but he was going really fast. I stop him. He was very apologetic, very nice guy. Uh, he said, you know, he goes, he goes, officer, I'm going to be real honest with you. My wife's at home. She called me. She's been drinking her girlfriend. Who's really good looking is there too. They want to have a threesome. <laughs> and I said, far be it from me to interfere with that. Just keep it under a hundred. Have a good, have a, have a prosperous night. And when you mount that thing, just remember me. <laughs> just let, just remember who made it happen. Oh, Edwin White. Oh, why'd you do that? Bill. So you're telling me you didn't give him a, a police escort? Uh, I wasn't invited. <laughs> that was not rehearsed, guys. I'm dying here. That was, oh, man. I try not to get his answers from him before we go on just so that, wow, unbelievable. Well, uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Edwin Nix said another question. This is for both of us, and I, I can kind of answer this if you like, but um, how does one get started with officiating? What is the training like? What's the best way to move up the ladder? And is it is it a way to make a living or a way to bring in supplemental income? Yes. Give him the Reader's Digest version because that could be a whole show. Yeah. No, it seriously could. Edwin, I think the, the best thing, honestly, they're always looking for people. It's just signing up, really. You have a monthly, or not a monthly, an annual dues, usually about uh, one game fee, 70, 80 bucks or something. And uh, that's how you remember. There's tests you take probably seven different classroom sessions you go to and then uh, yeah you get games and i will say as someone who tried to make a living on it for about 11 years now it, it's really meant more for supplemental income an additional job uh not necessarily a career although i i gave it my best shot uh bill and i worked some pretty high level stuff for those that work higher levels it can be but it does take a while to get there anything to add bill no uh you're not going to get success overnight you, it, you're in for, you know, you're in for a long haul to climb the ladder and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, you're going to make a lot of mistakes before you, you really start shining. Mm -hmm. So just be patient. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, well this, we already kind of talked about this, but, but I'll say a couple things. Uh, this is from Maynard Bohorquez. He asked, what was the best heckles you've heard on the field? Directed at you. I could say for me, Bill, I've been called uh, Oompa Loompa multiple times, uh, which is unfortunate, but that was just kind of relentless at me. I've also been called Bobby Hill, uh, who was uh, the king of the hill, the I could cartoon. See that. Yeah, you can see I could that. see that. I could also see Corky from uh, from uh, that show called, uh, I don't know, it was about 15 years ago. Corky, um, um, the name of the show. Uh, good, anyway, yeah. Look it up. Look anyway. it up, folks. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. family Bobby ties Hill, or something. Uh, uh, yeah, something like that. Bobby Hill's outstanding. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he didn't ask you for insults on oh. me. He asked for us. Whoever but said yeah. that to you, I, I, I agree. Bobby Hill, you tip your hat sometimes yes. to the to the fans. Hey, that's uh, very well said. Uh, Todd Carson, who writes in often, he says, "Bill, how difficult is it to get a concealed carrier's license? Uh, does California recognize permits from other states like Virginia, Texas, they do Florida? Not. They mm -hmm. do not. And I will be short and concise with this. You have to have a good reason. You've got to be you're a business owner who transports large amounts of cash, jewelry, goods, or you are going into a, like a private protection, something to that nature. You just can't willy nilly say, hey, I want to carry a gun. It's you've got to have a good, solid reason to protect property or people. Yeah, yourself, your own property and and your own people are are not enough in no, California. You, yeah. You've got to have a good reason for, <laughs> you know, 
you're out late at night with large sums of money, large sums of jewelry, et cetera. Definitely. Yep. California is a tough one. Uh, and this is from uh, your, your I think he's your favorite, Bill Coach Tarico. Will Tarico. Love Will Tarico. Another question for you, Bill. Uh, who are your top five players of all time in the NFL and Major League Baseball? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, for personal, I can say football, and I'll just give a couple. For personal reasons, my all-time favorite because I met him. And I think if we saw each other on the street and I said, Hey Joe, you remember me? And I gave him a couple <laughs> stories. He would remember me. And that's Joe Namath. And I can t go down the Joe Namath's uh, road at a later show, little teaser there for people to come back. Broadway Joe. But Joe and I, I love Joe. Joe, Joe and I met 50 years ago <laughs> on a movie set. Wow. So anyway, um, we can, take that up at a later time. I was a big fan of his. I loved the way he played the game. I loved his off the field shenanigans, except for when he got liquored up and made an ass of himself. But my favorite quote from him was, I can't wait for tomorrow because I get better looking every day. <laughs> That's a Bill Barnes type of quote for I've, sure. I've copied it many times. He, he said a few, uh, he's had a few good ones. What is yeah. it? I like my uh, my women blonde and my my Johnny Walker uh, red. blue red. You like yes. the red and my Johnny Walker yes. red. Yes. <laughs> yes. He uh, he played hard. He lived hard. And uh, yeah, I could see him being your favorite Broadway Joe. I love Broadway Joe. And uh, the others, there, there's a, there's a, I would have to I would have to do some work at this these questions. But Joe's number one in football, baseball. I would say. Oh my gosh. I, I liked players for different reasons. I mm -hmm. always liked the players that, you know, not the superstars, the guys that had to really work their ass off and, and fight for playing time and made a good career. And then kind of maybe became a manager later or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I would say uh, a Don Mattingly, even though he's kind of a dickhead as a manager, I'm sure he, you know, he was a hard, <laughs> yeah. hard player. I always loved Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. I loved Keith Hernandez as a player. <laughs> Love Keith. I mean, here's a guy that could that could fire up a smoke in the dugout. He'd come out on deck, place the cigarette down on the on-deck circle, come up, ground out, come back, pick the cigarette back up, kill it before the third out, and then go back on the field. That's right. You mentioned that. I think it was maybe it was last week or the week before, and then you showed me the picture right after we were done talking, yeah. and there he is in uniform just smoking a look hater. Up for you out there, if they, look up Keith Hernandez with cigarette. And it's awesome. He's in the dugout, just firing up a, a you know, a stick and uh, having a heater and playing the game. And I'm not saying I'm not advocating to any of the young listeners out there who I hope to God aren't there aren't any young listeners out there. But, yes. but don't you know, I'm not here to here to provoke uh, kids to smoke on the field. No, anytime. And you don't smoke. No, I don't. No. no. So it's just I tried. <laughs> I tried. I was in the police academy. And for those of us that, that, for those that smoked, you got to have a break because they had to give you a smoke break. If you weren't a smoker, you had to do push-ups oh, on the break. So I said, hey, I'm, a, I'm a fucking smoker, man. <laughs> so I tried it. I didn't like it. And I just did the push-ups anyway. Oh, man. That's funny. I, I, I got ranted about that one time about how smokers get a, a special break. We need other, other bad habit breaks. Oh, funny stuff. Well, well, to all the listeners who send in questions, thank you so much. We always appreciate uh, your questions. It gives us some discussion and, and maybe we'll think about it for a few days here, Will, and we'll try to get you some, some better answers. Uh, I would like to have a show 
where all we do is answer questions. Well, Bill, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, we mentioned it, uh, or I have anyway, on on some of these episodes. And guys, I'm really serious about that. Kevin Scarpio, he 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 wrote in and said, "Hey, I I think we can swing this. I think we want to have a live show here. And by live, we mean with a studio audience. Uh, we would definitely take tickets at the door. So we'd have there to would be crowd there control." Would be, uh, there would be social distancing social here too. <laughs> most of you, most of you who want to attend, I think there wouldn't be a problem. There might be a few exceptions, but uh, <laughs> wouldn't be anything super VIP or anything. But the idea was downstairs, Bill, we set up a table and we do our recording and audience sit there, ask us questions. Maybe we'll put out some popcorn or something for you guys. And we just have our show and then have a an hour long question segment. What do you think, Bill? I love it. I'd like I'd love to have a a live show that we you know play later as far as our yes you know, do it like on a Saturday night or Sunday night and then it mm-hmm. goes on on Monday or something. Yeah, or or yeah, Wednesday yeah. like normal, whatever. And and we have a live show where you know we can turn it into the Wally George show. Yeah, sure. Maybe Merv Griffith. I don't Merv, know. A little. I'll try to see if I can. Uh, Visit the Seinfeld uh, set and <laughs> retrieve the old Merv Griffin uh, 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 set and see if uh, we can get. Uh, oh, George Costanza! George just dropped. By. Hey, hey, yeah. welcome, welcome. Hey, sure. hey, good to see you. See if we can't do that. Yeah, and then what was the uh, Lawrence? What the Lawrence? Lawrence Welk show. Lawrence Welk, yeah. A one and a two and a three. We got a little music room downstairs. We'll, we'll make it happen. You know I think what? it would be fun. I think this uh, week's episode, you should go and find some Lawrence Welk music. Okay. And that'll be our intro. I like it. Lawrence oh, Bill, we'll have you up here in the little, in the little staging area and we'll give you a nice little intro uh, as you come down the stairs to the, uh, the Cassell bar, the uh, Eastfield bar downstairs. That would be fantastic. That would be, uh, yeah, that would definitely be a, a bucket list item for Let's me to do have it, my man. own live radio show. I think, I think we can make it happen. Let, uh, Kevin's, Will Tarico, Edwin Nixta, a few other guys who I know listen all the time and you we are. We can go out here on the streets of Eastvale and, yeah. and round up a few homeless people, dress them up. <laughs> And, seat and, fillers and, and, and there'll be seat fillers yeah absolutely yeah so everyone goes to the restroom or you know goes to get a drink or something hey 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 sit right here hey here you go definitely yeah so let's do it bill I, i've already kind of tentatively throughout a sunday uh october 4th maybe um so anyone's interested wow. give me some feedback give me some reach out to me and say hey i i would like to participate if it's five people i think we'll do it five people that's our minimum but <laughs> five person minimum and a two drink minimum, like always, Bill. As we yes, wrap it up here, at least a two drink yeah, minimum. We'll turn it into Playboy after dark. <laughs> we'll start during the daylight and uh, and see where it goes. I think it's a it would be a lot of fun. And for and Bill Barnes, he won't even charge for autographs. No, I will. Uh, I will bring some uh, pre manufactured autograph papers, and I will sell them ten dollars <laughs> each. Oh, we get some pictures with Bill. Come on, guys. Those who listen to Bill Barnes on Wednesdays, I, I know you I, want to. I'm going to go when this when this uh, craziness is over. I'm going to go to a, a a professional photographer and have some uh, some uh, headshots made. And um, you can request an autograph picture. Just call in, sign in, and I'll be happy to uh, make sure you have a self addressed, <laughs> stamped, big eight by eleven envelope. And I'll send them to you. Oh man. Oh man. I, I think, I think this, <laughs> this is going to happen guys. I hope you're ready. And again, I hope people show up. Uh, we'll, we'll be all dressed up and nowhere to go or whatever the saying is. And and hopefully we, hopefully we I'm coming full circle, Bill, hopefully we all, uh, we all can take a hint and, and figure out what to do with our lives here as we, I'm still trying to figure out mine. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Bill, thanks again, man. It's always fun. Uh, th- thank- thankfully, we got the episode out on time this week, and uh, thank you for being here. Looking forward to next week, and then hopefully a live show after As that. Am I. Keep the questions coming. Keep yeah. the questions, comments. Uh, <clears throat> I can use some more trophies for my trophy case. It'd be <laughs> wonderful. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Bill Barnes, thank you so much for joining us on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Really glad we got this week's episode out in a timely manner and appreciate you being here on Tuesdays to record, uh, whether it be here at the Eastfield Studios or at your home. We enjoy our time with you and look forward to chatting with you again next week. Thanks again, Bill. Well, guys, tomorrow is Thursday, and we're going to be joined by Greg Loomis. Greg Loomis was the very first teacher I had at Rio Hondo Prep in seventh grade, but he was also a coach uh, for me in all sports in high school, football, basketball, baseball, uh, a lot of uh, great leadership and mentorship from Greg Loomis. Uh, He was uh, a graduate of Rio Hondo Prep as well, and just some some great stories uh, catching up with him about a lot of different sports and how he really kind of took over the Rio Hondo Prep baseball program for a while and had some great success. Uh, He worked on the football team for a while, kind of taking over for legendary Gary Lunny on the defensive side of the ball, and just so many little stories, really, that I'm going to catch up with Greg Loomis tomorrow. Looking forward to you guys hearing it. It should be a lot of fun. I know Bill Barnes, I have a full week of Real Hondo Prep guests, but hey, you asked for it, you got it. The Real Hondo Prep radio network is uh, is alive and well and uh, very strong. So uh, more Real Hondo Prep talk. And, and again, we will get Bill Barnes out there one day for an athletic event here in the near future, uh, probably in 2021 when they play sports again. And we'll have Bill Barnes, uh, the featured guest at a Real Hondo Prep athletic event. But anyway, Greg Loomis tomorrow should be a lot of fun. Be sure to join us. Guys, there's plenty of ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast. We have a Twitter handle, it, which is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We love our questions from our audience, so continue to send those in. However, you need to reach out to us. Emails are great, but social media works too. If you look at the episode notes, there's some links there. For some information about the podcast as well as an option to send in a voice message if you'd like to have your voice heard here on the program have a it's a one minute limit so have what you need to say ready to go and we look forward to hearing from our audience members uh, much like we we heard from a few guests today or listeners today and i do want to say a big thank you to kevin's carpio for sending bill and i our care package pretty hilarious stuff definitely <laughs> definitely uh, caused some great conversation uh, thank you for listening every day, Kevins, and thank you so much for the uh, the fun package, our participation trophy, our uh, our ribbons, and our uh, our juice boxes. Outstanding stuff. Uh, that's going to be a tough one to top, but if anyone does, uh, we would we would appreciate that as well. We're not out here begging for anything. That was unprovoked. Kevin's Carpio coming through and stealing the show. I think today uh, by sending me and Bill the care package. Anyway, uh, that'll wrap up today's episode, guys. A big thank you to Bill Barnes again, as always, and tomorrow Greg Loomis. I think you guys will really enjoy that episode so be sure to tune in with us well guys that'll wrap it up whatever you're doing (laughs) try that again no matter what you're doing guys whether you're out on the town around in third base get home safe